0: The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So welcome uh, to our day-long retreat here at IMC. I'm happy to have you all here. Um, It's an opportunity to engage in mindfulness practice, uh, you know, through much much of the day. And classically, mindfulness practice unfolds um, or deepens through the continuity of its practice. So c- continuity can be um, by meditating every day and just having the building over the days and months and years that you do it. Or it could be sometimes be continuity in terms of a long stretch of time that people do it, to do it for a day, to do it for um, you know, a number of days in a row like to go on retreat, maybe do it for a week. But we have, we have a retreat center where we have week-long retreats. And um, that continuity allows for the mindfulness to get stronger. It allows for a relaxing of the tension or the pressure that keeps our distracted thoughts running. And so as that pressure or uh, tension decreases, then we're less pulled off into the world of thoughts and it's easier to stay present. So those two together, the relaxing and the strengthening can build over time as we keep practicing. The other thing that happens when we practice continuously over a period of time, is that we get a better look at ourselves because um, uh, as we pr- practice for a longer period of time, more of our inner life begins to show itself. Sometimes people meditate for you know, 20 minutes a day or something Mostly what's happening is the surface tensions and stresses of our lives settle away and get some calmness, which is great. But it doesn't really uh, help us to meet and see and understand some of the deeper operating principles in our psychology, in our mind, in our hearts. And uh, that only can really be revealed when, when the mind gets quieter and still. And there's a continuity of practice over time. There's something about the continuously practicing that kind of uh, uh, brings us into contact with parts of ourselves that sometimes we never really encounter in ordinary life. And uh, sometimes that can be challenging material, and sometimes it can be quite inspiring material. We have within us many unresolved issues and issues that we have to, emotional issues that we have to somehow work through. And we also have tremendous capacity for what in Buddhism is called beautiful states of mind. Um, And certainly the uh, states of mind of love and compassion, but also of joy, and equanimity, and peace. and uh, So, um, regardless of what comes up as we practice and work continuously through a day, uh, in our tradition we think it's all good. So, if, if the day is more challenging for some reason, you, uh, we just see that as being appropriate, and it's, it's very valuable to practice with that, bring as much wisdom as we can to that. And if something nice happens as we sit here, Uh, That's not better or worse than something that's challenging. It's just nice. And we don't overvalidate it. We we practice with that then as we keep going. And that way, uh, a day like today, you know, we're going to be be here. Those of you who stay for the day, we're here for what's seven and a half hours. Um, I think of it as a journey. And uh, it's a journey that you'll be different by the end of the day than you are at the start of the day. And uh, it's a journey that's well worthwhile, kind of seeing it through to the end. Um, and you know, as any good journey, uh, there is a period of time where there's some challenges. The, the you know, you come to a place where the, the the trail is steep, going up the mountain, and it seems like it's maybe too steep. But you have to, you keep walking, and at some point you get to the top, and then it gets easy to go down to the other side. So there's always going to be, almost always going to be some point where it's some challenges with the mind, this busy mind, or with a body or emotions or something. But that's just a part of the journey. And if you stay to the end, you'll see that uh, you'll probably come to a nice place at the end with it all, uh, because it kind of unfolds unfolds through the whole day. Of course, if you like to leave, because it's whatever reason, the IMC is set up so that we, because being in an urban environment where people have busy lives, it's by design meant to be kind of casual to come and go. So don't feel like you're trapped here. Um, You know, so, um, but it is good to stay. So the day is, um, will be made up of uh, alternating periods of sitting meditation in here, and then walking meditation. Uh, um, And there will be about 35 minutes each in length. And I'll give, um, for the sitting meditation, I'll give instructions, and sometimes guided meditations at the beginning of each session. And they'll be somewhat progressive as we go through the day. And then, for the um walking meditation, those of you who like, I'll give instructions just before we do start our first walking period and um and and i'll i'll, I'll talk about that again um and um and then we'll stop for lunch somewhere around noon 12, 12.30, about that and the idea is to have a silent lunch in the building if you stay here and um I'll, we'll talk more about how that unfolds, but it's usually pretty easy and nice. And then uh, I'll continue into the afternoon. During the walking periods, if some of you have some questions for me, uh, concerns, you're welcome to come up here. I'll stay up here for a little bit, and you know, and uh, you can just we can chat a little bit. Um, and um, if you have any kind of uh, questions about being here uh, at the center today, or questions about Almost anything, uh, but logistical. But being here, um, Jeff, who's sitting there in the red shirt, Jeff is the um, manager for today, and you can check in with him at any time. But anything that comes up, uh, he won't be here for lunch. But uh, someone else will take over for him at lunchtime. And Cheryl, who's there, sitting there, and um, so those are the two. And what else to say? Uh, so if you. uh that's probably enough at this moment. The there, bathrooms are in the back of the building. There, three of them. There's a hot water dispenser for tea that you're welcome to uh, make tea at any time. The, there's tea is in the drawer under the counter there, all kinds. And then, um, if you have a refrigerator, you want to keep in. The, if you have a lunch, you want to keep in the refrigerator. Uh, there's, uh, you know, you're welcome to use our refrigerator in the kitchen. And also, you can, um, you know, use the microwaves to heat up your lunch if you'd like. At lunchtime. So if, so if you, um, uh, it's, a, it's a, I don't know. If, uh, it's very important not to park in any of the parking lots around here, the the, the dentist parking lots right here, and also across the street, because um, uh, you might get your car towed if you're in their parking lots on a Saturday. So if you have, it'd be good to move it. And then also for doing walking meditation, you're welcome to do it outside you know, on the sidewalk or, you know, in our gravel or our, our little parking lot, but uh, please, please don't do it in the dentist parking lot next door. Uh, that confuses the people who come there for, have their teeth worked on, about what goes on in there. No tea. Yeah, so also no tea in here. You can bring water in here, but we ask you don't bring any, any tea or other drinks and, uh, and uh, food in here. So that's kind of the, I think, the logistics of the day. Hopefully that do you have any questions about being here logistically, that would help it all seems pretty straightforward. great. If you like to uh, have it's a hot day, maybe uh, you know filtered water, we have filtered water in the kitchen uh, kitchen sink there. and so if you help yourself with that, yes. No. No, I'm I'm just available up here informally to answer questions if people have it at the beginning of the walking period. And um, so. Okay, so kind of as an introduction to the the theme for today of how we're gonna explore the world of mindfulness, to first by mentioning that um a little story that when i uh, went to live in japan for a year i was le- i learned japanese somewhat and um i would take the bus regularly when i first got there and the bus had this uh, automated announcement you know the next stop is going to be redwood city and we you know whatever it was right they would make an announcement and um and there was a big jump in my ability to begin understanding Japanese when, before I really understood it, but when I started to be able to distinguish the words in those recordings. Because at first it was just like a blur of just sound. But then over, I kept listening, kept listening learn Japanese. I go, oh, there's actually individual words. And that, of course, was a foundation for learning Japanese, to distinguish the sounds into words. So this idea of being able to distinguish what's happening is a very important part of Buddhism. Uh, we often will live in a world that's uh, very conceptual or vague or or abstract, and um, and part of the uh, one of the characteristics of mindfulness practice is to begin uh, uh, bringing attention to what's the details of what's happening, what's really happening in the moment, so we can see clearly the, dis- the distinguish what's there. And it's a little bit like you go into a very, very dense wood and you kind of can't even find your way, it's just lost. And finally, you're able to distinguish the, 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 the um, you know, the signs of a trail. And so then, once you find the trail, then you can find your way. So part of mindfulness in finding the path of practice, finding how to go forward in the practice, uh, involves being able to make some very simple distinctions that are not conceptual, but rather we're kind of more, they're more, uh, you know, we're seeing seeing more and more clearly the component parts of what our experience are. So I'd like to go through four of those, and then through the day, uh, we'll go look at these in different ways. So there's um, the physical aspect of our experience. And so in Buddhism, we like to think almost everything that we experience has a physical component, some physical way in which it's being experienced. Even thoughts, sometimes, you can feel physically. Then there's uh, uh, this little, uh, for some people, kind of a novel idea or strange idea, which is that all experiences have uh, uh, a certain kind of uh, feeling tone. Some people call it hedonic tone. They can either be pleasant, unpleasant, or neither pleasant or unpleasant. And, uh, and so that's, you can actually distinguish that as part of all experiences, and that's considered a very important thing to notice in the Buddhist tradition. Kind of, it's a... The third is we can be aware of the attitude or the mindset, the general mindset or mood with which we're aware, which we know, what's, through which we know what's happening. So if I'm in an irritated mood, irritated attitude mindset, then I tend to see everything as annoyance. If I tend to be loving, then I'm more positively disposed to what I'm aware of. So that the mood that I'm in affects what's going on. And the third is to start becoming aware of some of the mental activity, the thoughts and the reactivities and the the, uh, kind of uh, qualities of the mind in some detail. So the body, the feeling tone, the mind state, and then the mind activities that are going on. So those are the four kind of, you don't have to remember this now because I'm going to go through it as we go through the day. And, um, and hopefully this making these simple distinctions will make it easier for you to be equanimous, to be calm or relaxed about what's going on because we tend then not to kind of lump it all together in some ordinary perception that we tend to react to or, or have some kind of ordinary response to that where we're not so free. It's kind of, by teasing apart the components and elements, it's easier to be kind of more spacious, more relaxed, and be able to meditate more, you know, more smoothly. So, um, to start then, so so one of the ways we'll go through the day is, is, um, you know, in some ways, talk about these, each meditation session, uh, as we apply it to different areas of practice. And, um, but also we'll go through them systematically at the same time. So we'll start with kind of the breathing and the body the first few sessions. And as we bring our attention to breathing kind of a very basic part of meditation, I'll guide you a little bit to look at these four component parts in relationship to focusing on the breathing. When we look at uh, the, just the body more generally, look at the body through the, to making these four distinctions. Then we'll look at feeling tone But as we look at feeling tone, we'll do it through the filter, through the the framework of these four. We'll look at mind states, but also look at them from the the perspective of all four, how they operate. And then, same thing for mind activities. The idea being that all four of these are kind of operating at the same time. And so you you can kind of focus one more than others at different times, but they're all operating. And being able to make that distinction can be helpful. Okay? So if that's again, if that feels too complicated this early in the morning, uh, just forget it. Uh, you can just if you, you know if you're content to follow along, it'll be clear enough as we go along. So you can come all the way in here. If, you, if there's lots of space up here in front on the side here, and maybe maybe people who are sitting, uh, can, all of you can come forward a little bit because that way latecomers will find a space to get in, and the the path there is not so blocked. Great, thank you. So, to begin, taking a comfortable, alert posture. And a way, a posture which is alert, usually is a little bit straighter in the spine than we normally would be. If you take your attention and let it move up the spine from the base, you might see if you can ever so slightly move back and forth side by side to align up your vertebrae So that each vertebrae or each section of the spine feels maybe a little bit more alert, open or stable, balanced. And when you get up to the neck, back of the neck, You might see if there's some way between the last vertebrae and the skull, if you can open that up a little bit. So even there, it feels a little bit more alert or vital. And then with your eyes gently closed Take a few long, slow, deep breaths. And as you breathe in dip- deeply, to feel your ribcage expand and stretch, your shoulders lift. And as you exhale, to let yourself gently relax. Softening the body as you exhale letting your breathing return to normal. And you might take a few moments to scan through your body to see if there's any easy places that you can relax your muscles. You might be able to soften around the face You might be able to soften around the shoulders. Some people find it helpful to soften the belly, let the belly hang forward and out. and then breathing in a normal way. See if you can become aware of how the body experiences breathing. Becoming aware of the physical experience of inhaling, exhaling. Take a few moments to familiarize yourself with what it feels like in the body to be breathing. The movement, movements of the body as you breathe. how the experience of breathing in is felt physically differently than the experience of breathing out. And as you're with your breathing, if the mind wanders off in thought, in a simple, direct way, relaxed way, begin again with your breathing. And as you begin again with your breathing, see if you can let your thoughts drift away And it's normal for the mind to wander off in thought. You don't have to be upset by that. But each time that you notice it, in a relaxed but maybe committed way, begin again with your breathing. And letting the experience of the body breathing, how the body experiences breathing. Be the anchor that keeps you connected to the present moment. Feeling the rhythm of breathing in and breathing out. And as you're experiencing your breathing, your body breathing, can you become aware of whether the experience is more on the pleasant side or more on the unpleasant side? Whether it just seems matter of fact neither pleasant nor unpleasant. Actual sensations of breathing? Are they pleasant or unpleasant? And if they are pleasant, any of them, you're allowed to enjoy that, you're allowed to Take that in as a way of helping you stay present. And if any of them are unpleasant, it's completely okay. It might be that The rhythm of breathing in and out is massaging some place of tension or holding in the breathing. Let that rhythm of breathing in and out kind of massage experience. It can be interesting to ever so gently be aware of the transition from breathing out to breathing in and how that transition is experienced in the body. in a relaxed way. Can you become aware of the attitude or mood with which you're being mindful? Are you curious, not or not interested? Are you content or discontented? Are you focused or scattered? Are you spacious, relaxed? Or are you tight, pressure? And in the last minutes of the sitting, if you can notice the mood or the attitude in which you're sitting, not to change it too much, but can you make it a little more spacious, relaxed about how you are. And with that spaciousness and relaxation, can you be more receptive, your experience of breathing? Or can you enter into the experience of breathing more fully? Every time you exhale, letting go of your thoughts so you can better just be with the rhythm of breathing. And then to end this sitting, you can take a few long, slow, deep breaths. As you breathe in, connect to your body. Feel yourself sitting in your chair or on your cushion. Remembering you're here in this room. And then when you're ready, you can open your eyes a long tradition in Buddhism to have the breathing be at the heart or center of meditation practice kind of the place that we ground ourselves stay present in the present moment and you can can some people spend their whole life being with breathing, meditating on the breath very effectively it's been something I've been doing very happily for over 40 years it's a wonderful thing to do so if that's nice, great. And uh, some people find that uh, other things will work a little bit better to help you stay present. And as we go through the day, we'll introduce other aspects of this. And, um, and uh, hopefully help you distinguish the different elements and parts of the experience, so that uh, it becomes more engaging to be present for your meditation so now we have, um, we'll take um, 35 minutes for walking meditation. And that means we'll start back in here at um, 10.25. And about six, seven minutes before, Jeff will ring a bell. Um, a little bit outside here, on the, on the just outside the building and in, in the building. So you know it's time for transitioning back. And uh, if you do walking meditation in, in the outer hall, uh, it works better if you do it the short direction, back and forth more people can fit that way and um you know the sidewalk the gravel a parking lot are all f- some people actually do walking meditation on the back side of the building there's a little you know it's just enough space for one or two people to walk there and uh if you walk in the neighborhood like they're on the sidewalk or around the block or something and uh you like to walk slow and doing walking meditation we ask you to um uh, don't if, you, if there comes a conflict between a car coming out of the driveway or someone walking down the sidewalk who is not meditating um, don't let them wait for you don't let like, them have to negotiate around you because you are walking really slow and they have to wait five minutes as you get across the driveway for to the, pull their car out um, you don't want to interfere with the normal pro- progress of human life as if you're in Redwood City so just kind of pick up your speed step aside just so we are harmonious with people here. For those of you who would like to um, have some instructions or hear some discussion about walking meditation, why don't you come up here in the front and sit up here in the front, you can bring a chair closer. I'll turn off the mic and we'll, I'll, I'll talk uh, about walking meditation for you. And um, so, um, so you can start your walking meditation and, or, mm. co- or come up here.